Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of Numbers. Friday. Yay, I'm so excited because I love Fridays. Tell me what you're going to do over the weekend. Contact me at facebook.com slash p40ministries or go over to the website p40ministries.com slash contact to get a hold of me. Tell me how you're doing. Tell me where you're from. Tell me how the podcast has been blessing you. Tell me about a prayer request you have, but also just chat with me. Tell me what you're doing over the weekend. I'd love to hear from you guys. So anyway, let's go ahead and read Numbers 24 verses 1 through 14 today. And this is a great chapter talking more about Balaam and Balak. So let's see what The Bible has to say about Balaam and Balak. I will be reading out of the W.E.B. today. When Balaam saw that it pleased Yahweh to bless Israel, he didn't go, as at the other times, to use divination, but he set his face towards the wilderness. Balaam lifted up his eyes, and he saw Israel dwelling according to their tribes, and the Spirit of God came on him. He took up this parable and said, Balaam the son of Beor says, The man whose eyes are open says, He says who hears the word of God, who sees the vision of the Almighty, falling down and having his eyes open. How goodly are your tents, Jacob, and your dwellings, Israel. As valleys they are spread out, as gardens by the riverside, as aloes which Yahweh has planted, as cedar trees beside the waters. Water shall flow from his buckets. His seed shall be in many waters. His king shall be higher than Agag. His kingdom shall be exalted. God brings him out of Egypt. He has, as it were, the strength of the wild ox. He shall consume the nations. His adversaries shall break their bones in pieces and pierce them with his arrows. He couched. He lay down as a lion, as a lioness. Who shall rouse him up? Everyone who blesses you is blessed. Everyone who curses you is cursed. Balak's anger burned against Balaam, and he struck his hands together. Balak said to Balaam, I called you to curse my enemies, and behold, you have altogether blessed them these three times. Therefore, flee at your place now. I thought to promote you to great honor, but behold, Yahweh has kept you back from honor. Balaam said to Balak, Didn't I also tell your messengers whom you sent to me, saying, If Balak would give me his house full of silver and gold, I can't go beyond Yahweh's word to do either good or bad from my own mind. I will say what Yahweh says. Now behold, I go to my people and come. I will inform you what this people shall do to your people in the latter days. So if you haven't listened to the first few episodes about Balaam and Balak, I absolutely recommend that you do because otherwise you might be kind of confused as to who these guys are and what is happening here. But I will do a quick recap for people who have listened in and just need a refresh as to what's happening. Balaam is a Gentile. Balak is also a Gentile king. So Balak's the king. Balaam is just this random prophet guy that kind of understands God, sort of, I guess, understands God, but also really likes his money. So Balaam took this job from King Balak to come and curse the Israelite people because King Balak was super scared of them. He didn't like them and he wanted them basically gone. And he understood that Balaam knew Yahweh, understood that Balaam uh, had a relationship with Yahweh in some way and that Balaam had special prophecy powers, I suppose, in order to um, be able to curse and bless people. So Balaam comes to this king after God basically said, 
not to do it, but Balaam goes anyway. And now has to say what God has put into Balaam's mouth. So at least Balaam recognized God's power and had some fear of God in order to not fully 100% disobey God and just say whatever he wanted to say. Or perhaps God just put the word in Balaam's mouth and Balaam had no choice but to speak it. But personally, I believe that Balaam chose to say what God put into his mouth in spite of the fact that he wanted to curse the people. Because here's what it says in verse um, verse 2, or I'm sorry, verse 1. It says that Balaam saw that it pleased Yahweh to bless Israel, so he didn't go as the other times to use divination. So remember, he tried to go and curse Israel two other times, but could not because God had commanded Balaam to say only the words that were put into Balaam's mouth. And Balaam did obey God in that. Because I do believe that Balaam had some fear of God and knew that it would not be, it would be better for him to obey God in that than to disobey God. <laughs> and this is why Balaam is a very confusing character for me. He sort of strikes me as just like a, a prophet that understands God, I suppose, but only wants to use his profiting for his own gain. <laughs> profiting. He wants to profit from his profiting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Okay, anyway, Balaam did not go to use divination this time. You'll remember that Balaam went away by himself to try to talk to Yahweh to get Yahweh, I suppose, Yahweh's permission to curse the people. So he was trying to use divination, I suppose, in that way where he truly wanted to bring about a curse for these people so he could get paid by this king. Does that make sense? But this time, he just finally recognizes that it pleases Yahweh to bless Israel. So he didn't go off by himself to try to, you know, find a curse for them. He didn't do that. He just knew at this point that God wanted to bless Israel. <clears throat> So finally, it says Balaam lifted up his eyes and he saw Israel and the spirit of God came on him. And I think this is this is the point where Balaam, I think, has the most heart change through all of the stuff that he went through. I believe this is the moment where he does, because here's what he says in his uh, prophecy here, starting in verse three, Balaam, the son of Beor, so himself, says, my eyes are open and I hear the words of God and I see the vision of the Almighty and I am falling down and I have my eyes open is basically what he's saying. So he, in the first little part of this prophecy, is now finally humbled. He is now falling down in front of God. You know, that, that means uh, kneeling down low before God, humbling himself. He says he hears the words of God and he sees visions of the Almighty and his eyes are finally open. So that's what he says. So, yeah, I truly believe this is when Balaam's heart has the most change during everything. He's no longer trying to go against God and do what he wants to do. Instead, he is listening to God. He sees what God wants him to see. And he recognizes that Israel is indeed now blessed. And I think he also sees at this point that his entire trip was totally worthless. 
just as God said it would be. I think now he finally realizes like, yeah, I, I probably shouldn't have shouldn't have come like God told me to. But at least now he's doing what God wants him to do. So now he says in verse five, how goodly are your tents, Jacob, and your dwellings, Israel. So he talks about how blessed Israel is. He goes into how blessed they are, how blessed they're going to be, that, uh, you know, God is planting them as like he plants gardens by the riverside, you know, beautiful, lush, green gardens that is similar to Israel, like aloes, which Yahweh has planted. And the aloe, okay, I love aloe plants. I want to say I have four or five of them in my house. I have a lot of aloes. (laughs) I love aloes. They help against like sunburn and stuff obviously whenever you go to the store you're getting aloe oil to put on that sunburn but aloes are so cool because they help you with like skin problems they're cooling they're refreshing and god literally stuck them in the desert like where the sun would beat down on you the most and he put aloes there to help you along the way so you could spread the aloe oil on your you know on your skin to get rid of that achy itchy horrible sunburn So I just love the idea of Israel being an aloe plant because in the middle of a dead and dying world, the wilderness, let's just say, the aloe plant brings refreshment. It brings cooling. It brings comfort. And that's what Israel is. And that's what Balaam is talking about with Israel. And that's how we're supposed to be as Christians as well. We're supposed to be light to a dark world. But we can even think about it this way. We're supposed to be aloes in the middle of the desert. (laughs) I mean, what a cool picture that is. And cedar trees beside the waters. Big, beautiful cedar trees. Water shall flow from his buckets. His seed shall be in many waters. I mean, all of this, just beautiful poetry about what Israel was supposed to be. The kingdom will be exalted. God brings him up out of Egypt. He has the strength of the wild ox. And some of this is being repeated. Balaam had said some of these prophecies the last couple of times where we saw that he prophesied earlier. So some of the stuff is repeated. For example, the thing about the wild ox and God bringing Israel out of Egypt. He shall consume the nations, his adversaries. That's kind of uh, the same as well. But the last little bit here is where I want to focus in verse nine. It says, Everyone who blesses you is blessed and everyone who curses you is cursed. (laughs) So if you read between the lines there, Balaam is telling Balak, the king, that he is in fact cursed because Balak wanted to curse the nation of Israel. So Balak himself is cursed. So at this point, Balak becomes so angry at Balaam. It says he struck his hands together. So he's clapping. He's like, I told you to curse my enemies. <laughs> I can just imagine this. Like, I'm not even joking. I, I can truly imagine this. I have seen people uh, when they get really angry, clap their hands together. I've seen it. And so I can just absolutely picture what was happening here. Balak's anger burned against Balaam. He struck his hands together. And Balak said to Balaam, I called on you to curse my enemies and behold, you have altogether blessed them three times. And he says, flee to your place now. So basically he's so angry that he's like, you better be going home or I'm going to kill you. So he says, I was going to promote you to great honor 
But behold, Yahweh has kept you back from honor. So he's like, your God, Yahweh, has kept you back from the honor that I was going to give you. So sucks to be you. You better go on home. Because if you don't, bad stuff's going to happen to you, basically, is what uh, Balak's saying to Balaam. So now Balaam defends himself. And he's like, I did tell your messengers that I have to say God's word. Like, I, I did tell them that. I told you that up front. So don't get mad at me because... I am saying what Yahweh has commanded me to say. So he's basically like, okay, you know what? I'm going to go home, but because you called me all the way out here, I will prophesy about you now. He says, I will tell you what Israel will do to you in the latter days. And this next little part that we're going to talk about on Monday, I think is so, so beautiful because Balaam actually starts prophesying about Jesus. And we'll talk about that on Monday. So join in then to discuss that. But you know what, faithful listener, I just hope that you have a wonderful weekend and that you are able to just relax, enjoy the weather. Hopefully it'll be good for you and barbecue a little bit or do something fun over the weekend with your family members. But until Monday, happy listening and God bless. Mm -hmm.